It is the morning after AEW All Out 2023, and you know what? That pay-per-view surprised me. We were only a week removed from All In London, and here we are. Late nights, early mornings. Wow, what a phenomenal show that was. And I am going to be doing a live YouTube video later this week as I review All Out in its entirety because it really did blow out all of my expectations. Highlights include Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks, Kenny Omega, Konosuke Takeshita, and that main event, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. But one thing that did stand out was Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. So, as a very special podcast episode, I am going to roll back the years and rewind to a Shane Taylor episode that I recorded in my early podcasting days for a very old podcast of mine. So, five years ago, I had the honour, the privilege of speaking with Shane Taylor, who was training over in the UK with WAW UK and working for independent promotions such as Revolution Pro Wrestling. So, let's rewind to 2018. Hot on the heels of Shane Taylor, showing the world once again, reminding the world that that guy has such a bright future in the professional wrestling industry, making his AEW pay-per-view debut in Chicago at All Out, taking on Samoa Joe. This episode is proudly brought to you by Graps and Gore podcast. All things pro wrestling, all things horror movies. But today, this one-off rewind special Shane Taylor from 2018. Enjoy. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to walk with Elias? You just made the list. And feel the power. I am the game. Welcome, Shane Taylor. How are you, my man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for wanting to be a part of this. Um, it's groundbreaking for me. You are the first pro wrestler that I've ever had on. So, oh, a privilege for you, but even bigger privilege for me. Um, this is massive. I've been looking forward to this ever since the moment that we spoke briefly on, on Twitter. Um, and you kindly said, yeah, why not? Let's make it happen. And we're making it happen right now. So thank you. Um, you've obviously taken time out of your very, very busy schedule for me tonight. So you're obviously currently working in the UK for Rev Pro and, and obviously Ring of Honor over in the States. But what have you been up to the last sort of four or five weeks over here in the UK? Um, just training, man. Um, down here in Norwich at... Uh, the WAW Academy here, they've been nice enough to uh, hook me up and give me a place to train, a uh, ring to work out in, things of that things of that sort. The Knights are amazing people. Um, and while I've been here, I've just been, uh, like you said, not only doing Rev Pro, uh, but IPW as well, Southside. 
uh, going to do for GW this Saturday. Um, and it, it's been an incredible time here. You know, the UK scene is really booming. Um, so many stars are being, you know, made. So many stars are being signed. Uh, and the chance to uh, travel internationally for me has always been a, a big step. Uh, so to be able to do my own tour and be out here and uh, enjoy the scene and the wrestling and the culture has been great for me. That's great. So, so tell me about 4GW because actually that's how we managed to get, well, I managed to get you on this podcast was I, I replied to a, to a 4GW tweet about their winter is coming pay-per-view this weekend. Um, I'm hearing 4GW are making huge noise. I'm looking at the names mm-hmm. they've got, including yourself. So is it your debut for 4GW? Oh, it is. Uh, it'll be my debut for them. Uh, walking in the ring against a very tough opponent, Brady Phillips, uh, who a guy I, I've heard a lot about, seen a lot of tape on. Uh, one of the you know fastest rising UK stars, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, anytime that I get to go to a new place um, and, and introduce myself the only way that I know how, and that's with my hands. Uh, it's always a good time for me. So uh, we'll see what he's got to offer. I think that's going to be very, very exciting. I've not had the chance yet to travel to see 4GW. I have been invited in the past um, and I will make it top of my list. So very excited. And hopefully they'll have you back. Hopefully that performance that you put in uh, this coming weekend is going to be huge. And you're going to get that phone call. It's going to be like, yo, Shane, we want you back. Uh, We want you at the top of the card. So um, you know what? I think it's just great having um, people like yourself over here learning your trade over here because you you mentioned a couple of minutes ago the United Kingdom indie scene is absolutely booming Um, proof with and and, and forgive me um, for using this but proof with NXT UK takeover being announced I'm sure you're pretty familiar with that it's a it's a pretty big deal for the for the UK guys so that's fantastic Um, hope to potentially see you there sometime if that's if that's your ultimate goal which we'll get to in a moment but um i mean i was certainly impressed um i'd seen you wrestle on television a few times before and apologies i can't remember quite where but you you definitely stuck out to me there was a great reason that you did um but it was my first time seeing you live last week at rev pro and you've you've got a bit of an ongoing feud with the great okan and uh and the big mouth Mm. lord gideon gray (laughs) What's uh, when's that going to come to a halt? Because you exactly. faced, yeah, yeah. You, you, you... Go ahead. You Go faced, ahead. Um, you, yeah, you faced Great Okan at Rev Pro Uprising, I think, about two, mm-hmm. three weeks ago. And was this mm-hmm. the return match? Was this a little bit of retribution? Is it? Did you ask for it? Oh, of course. Uh, the great O'Karn's been undefeated in his uh, stay at Rev Pro. He's been destroying everybody, and I'm a guy that uh, likes to make history. I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to be a first for a lot of things, and so why not come over to Rev Pro, step in the ring against their resident monster, and be the first one to beat him? Um, I feel like I, I was really, really close in your call, uh, and had it not been for Gideon Gray the first time, I would have ended that streak. So I wanted to have uh, a second go at it. And uh, I was prepared this time even more so. I pushed him to the limit even more than I did. And once again, Gideon Gray, you know, stuck his nose in my business and Great O'Karn won. 
Um, not to take anything away from from Great Ocon, the guy's got heart. He's a fighter. He's a tremendous athlete, the whole nine. But in the back of his mind, he and I both know, uh, without his manager there, both of those matches end a little bit differently. Um, so with that being said, Reb Pro has been uh, the management there has been kind enough uh, to give me an early Christmas present and December second at the cockpit. Uh, it's going to be myself versus Gideon Gray. And then I get to teach him personally why getting into my business is a bad mistake. That is fantastic. And I bet you cannot wait to get your hands on Gideon Gray. You dominated that match. <laughs> <laughs> you, you absolutely dominated that match last Thursday at Rev Pro Portsmouth. Uh, like you said, Gideon Gray getting involved, um, causing a referee distraction and a low blow, uh, which led to an unfortunate three count for you. But I'm sure, uh, was it this weekend? Was it this weekend, Rev Pro? Yeah. December. Yeah, yeah, this weekend, Sunday, huge night for you. Go and do your thing. I know there's going to be a lot of people backing you out there. Um, and certainly um, that match, uh, or those last two matches with the Great Khan, they are available on demand. The Portsmouth match is now available from today via RevPro. So guys, if you're listening, go and check out Shane, do his thing, because it was an amazing match. It was an amazing night. Uh, and if you do get a chance to go and see Shane on the merch stand, Definitely do. He was there from the interval until the rest of the end of the night. Uh, and it was a joy to, to go and meet him and speak to him. So make sure you go and do that. But, but Shane, I, I want to get over a bit more about you, if you don't mind. Um, so you grew up in Cleveland. What right. was that like for you? Um, that, that's a good question. Uh, Cleveland for me, uh, and for anybody, you're, you're going to have fond thoughts of home, but Cleveland, when I was growing up, is a very dangerous, uh, very dangerous place. It still is. A um, lot of drugs, violence, gangs, things of that sort. So it's a very rough area to grow up. Uh, it, it's a place that uh, you don't get to be a kid very long. You know, you have to make adult choices at a very young age and grow up pretty fast. Uh, so for me, um, but I wouldn't have traded that for the world because the experiences that I had there whether it be losing friends and family or seeing that violence and those things up close, um, you know, my house getting shot up numerous times, things of that sort. Um, it, it teaches you about the real world and it prepares you for the real world. A lot of people go through life um, and they don't get to see or do those things and they don't know how to cope with them once they become a certain age. Uh, but for me, I was able to see that, uh, and uh, hold on, sorry about that. Uh, I was able to see that and uh, go through those things, and it makes me a better man for it now. Mm. That's um, that's some story, and thank you for your honesty, and thank you for sharing it with me. Um, very, very touching. So, so thank you. Um, you made your professional wrestling debut in two thousand and five, I believe. Um, so quite some was it? Yeah. So quite some time ago. Um, and you've gained a hell of a lot of experience and, you, and you're well-traveled, um, certainly without doubt. Who was your biggest influence in wanting to become a professional wrestler uh, whilst you were growing up, whilst you were learning your trade? Um, there's been different guys at different points for different reasons. To pick one, it would probably be Ron Simmons. Um, wow. And this is just my personal opinion and things of that, of that sort, so people listening don't think i'm you know uh disrespecting anybody else but ron simmons for me was the first guy that i could look at on, on tv 
and relate to. Um, wrestling has always made a point of stereotyping guys like myself into certain roles. Um, and for me, I just couldn't ever relate to those things because nobody that I knew glorified those things. Um, even though they were all around us, those are things that we just never decided um, we, we wanted for anybody in, in our family. So there were no pimps. Um, nobody was dealing drugs. Nobody was, you know what I mean? Like they didn't promote that or wearing create crazy chains or grills or any, any of that. No one was just jive talking and doing all the stuff that, you know, is marketable now. Um, so for me, being able to look at somebody like Ron Simmons, who was just a tremendous college football player, uh, just working his off to become the first recognized African-American world champion. Mm -hmm. uh, incredible to, to me and to see the whole building go absolutely nuts and not just, you know, um, not just black fans, but white fans and, and every color in between to go absolutely mental um, for this guy and his hard work and to achieve his goal was absolutely awe-inspiring. So to see that as a kid, I wanted to be able to be the guy that people could look at down the line and go, okay, he took that torch and now he's carrying that forward. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, Ron Simmons, a, a career full of highlights, not so many lows that I'm aware of. I'm sure they would have been. Um, certainly a bumpy track, as I'm sure anyone in your shoes, in your boots, uh, are going to be fully aware of. Um, oh. But what a guy. What a guy. I mean, he, when did he, when did he sort of retire? I think obviously during his APA acolytes run over in the WWE. Yeah. Um, and he'd come back to do stints here and there. And one of the, my highlights in my career um, was I was at Wildcat Sports in New Orleans. Um, and I was able to win that company's championship for the second time. And he was the special enforcer during the match. So to be able to win that championship for the second time, be the first guy to do that. I was also the first African-American champion that that company has. So to be able to stand in the, in the ring with that guy at that moment, um, you can't write a better story than that for me. So um, that was that was and will be one of my biggest career highlights. Uh, that's that's absolutely that that's absolutely amazing. It really is. Um, I'm assuming you've probably got uh, a big framed picture somewhere at home of that moment oh, with you oh, holding that oh. championship and Ron Simmons holding up, raising up your arm, handing you that championship, perhaps. Absolutely. I mean, some moment. So that's probably your bucket list complete. <laughs> Who needs to do anything else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, um, that's absolutely, you know, that's absolutely fantastic. It really is. Um, I believe you were trained by someone who's, who's making a pretty big name for himself um, over in, in Florida at the moment. Um, Raymond Rowe. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it right. like being trained by Raymond and now seeing him compete in war games <laughs> two, three um, weekends ago? It's, it's exactly how you think getting trained by a Viking would be. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's very physical. It's very tough. It's very demanding, and he expects a lot out of you. He expected a lot out of me because he saw the potential in me. Um, and so, I always, anytime I do anything, I remember that 
you know, he's he's the guy that took the chance on, on me and everything I do. I try to make sure he's proud of it uh, or that he can look back and tell his boys, hey, that, that's my guy. Um, and to see all the success that he's had, not only just uh, in Ring of Honor, but around the world in New Japan and now um, in, in NXT, that takeover match they had was absolutely insane. Um, so to see the world now getting to see what I saw uh, years ago is tremendous, and I wish him nothing but the best. Mm, uh, that's 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 really kind, and you know, it's, it's. I mean, when I read that you were trained by him, uh, I read this days after seeing him obviously compete at War Games. I thought, you know what, this is fantastic. If if you you know have, have been trained by someone with that stature. That, that's that's huge for you to then watch it on your TV and go, you know what, that, that Viking there in the middle of that cage kicking some serious butt, he trained me. <laughs> uh, it's, ah, amazing story, amazing story. So you've picked up a lot along the way, you know, wanting to learn, not learn off, but learn the ways maybe of Ron Simmons, obviously him being a little bit of an icon to you and then learning. You, you trade by someone by Ray, like Raymond Rowe. Stunning, mm. absolutely stunning. Um, you mentioned New Japan. Um, yeah, uh, forgive me for my for my ignorance here. Have you competed over there in, for New I Japan? Have not. I have okay. not. Uh, that's I, that's one of the other bucket list items. It's too yes. Yeah, so definitely, it's on the list. Then um, mm-hmm. I saw you, you you tweeted something today. It was like an Instagram link um, as well as a tweet, and I think it mentioned New Japan. Was it a little bit of a teaser to what what what's going to come? What the world is going to see from from Shane Taylor? Uh, not not really. I mean, it was really just uh, the there was an article taken out about the Great Okan, and in the article it mentions both of our matches um, and and the the fights that we had. It mentions Gideon Gray, uh, so that was just me sort of just telling those. Those who uh, don't think uh, I can be marketed as a top guy or I'm not, you know, one of those worldwide indie name darlings that people love to talk about. Uh, That was sort of me just saying, you know, you can keep thinking that I'm not the guy that I say I am, but I really am. Uh, And the world is taking notice. They've taken note. They can see it here in the UK. um, And now people can read about it in the magazines in japan um so that that's really me just kind of saying i told you so to a lot of people <laughs> yeah good for you damn good for you so you're gonna kick some gideon gray butt on sunday night buzzing mm-hmm. cannot wait to see that eventually um so let's go back to your debut let's go back to your wrestling debut um where did you first perform in front of a a live or a big crowd and, and what was that feeling like for you stepping out from from the gorilla from behind the curtain and, and getting out there and seeing fans supporting you doing what you what you love doing i was in painesville uh at a place called new era pro wrestling the first match that i had was uh another trainer of mine whose name is j rock jerry myers um and it it was insane like it was uh there's so many nerves that you have so many emotions you, you're, you're nervous you're scared you're anxious you're prepared though at at the same time uh, um so you have those butterflies in your stomach but you're uh able once and at least for me once the music hits and once the adrenaline takes over 
everything else goes away. The fear goes away. The anxiety goes away. Now you just get to, get to go out there and uh, execute all the things you've been preparing for. Uh, so once that happens, it's the uh, light is on, as they say, and it's time to go to work. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Let's fast forward to 2016. Hopefully I'm right with that date. Um, and your tag team run or your stable run in Ring of Honor. You were part of the rebellion yeah. and you were the enforcer to, yeah. to Kenny King, uh, Rhett Titus and Caprice Coleman. What was that like working, A, working in, in Ring of Honor in, in, well, such a hot year, 2016, but being alongside the likes of, well, let's use Kenny King uh, in there. What was that like for you? Uh, being there at that time, especially with those guys, was incredible. Uh, in, in pro wrestling, when you can depend on the veterans around you to help you sort of navigate the uh, landmines of of things and they they are always forthcoming knowledge and advice and things of that sort to help me uh, so that, that all that time with those guys was invaluable uh, especially with Kenny uh, the worldwide fame he's garnered with the bachelorette and, th and things of that sort uh, it's it's insane because he doesn't have to do those things no. uh, but because that's the kind of guy he is um, it, it helps somebody like me to not only learn how to get to that level, but how to operate at that level of stardom um, and to recognize how you should treat others when you're in that position. So um, an, an incredible time for, for me, and uh, it's, it's a treat for me every day when I show up to work to be able to um, compete with guys like that. Okay. Right. I mean, some massive names. Um, and I've also seen that you've had and I've watched and I've seen that you've had matches with with Hangman Page earlier this year. What was it like working with someone who's obviously got such a massive sort of social backing, social buzz, obviously, or, you know, the Bullet Club as it was back then when you right. faced Hangman Page? What was, what was it like sharing the ring with someone where a lot of eyes and, and no disrespect to you, Shane, but a lot of eyes were on Hangman Page in that match for the bullet club purposes. What's mm -hmm. it been like um, in and around ring of honor, potentially in and around the bullet club, seeing the merch that they're selling, but having right. the opportunity to, to face someone like Hamman page, who's had a breakout year, especially right. over in Japan uh, in the G one climax this year. He had a fantastic um, uh, G one. Right. What, what was that like for you? Oh, well, for me, uh, there's two feelings, at least from my mindset. Um, there is the feeling of I'm glad all these eyes are on me uh, or yeah. on him because now they get to see what I've been saying this entire time. I get to prove to him and to his fans uh, that he brings in that I'm just as just as good as he is, if not yeah. better. Absolutely. Um, all, the, all the hype that he's garnering, I should have. Um, and not only prove it to them, but to prove it to the people who make the decisions too. Um, and that's just how I see those challenges and see those things. That it's just me personally, um, because I, I I've never been a guy to accept just just any role. If I feel like I can be the best, and that's exactly what I'm going to shoot for, regardless of whose opinion, you know, is where about what I can do. I know myself. Um, so you so there's that feeling there and then of course there's the anxiousness of the situation now you do realize all those eyes are going to be on you 
Um, so, so there's nerves that come into that. But again, you prepare, you work, you train, um, and you live for moments like that. So when they come, you just have to be ready. Um, and that's exactly um, what happened when we got into the ring at Glory by Honor. I was ready for that. Um, he got the win, but um, there was a lot of people that saw that match and went, man, Shane Taylor is the real deal. And then again, subsequently, uh, the television match that I had with Jeff Cobb, um, that's the one that sort of set the world on on fire and people have been going crazy about same thing. Um, there's a lot of buzz around Jeff Cobb. There's a lot of eyes around Jeff Cobb. And so for me to go in there and perform the way I did, um, then it shifts those eyes to me. Uh, and once that happens, then, uh, then people start to understand I'm every bit as good as I say I am. Absolutely. Um, who would you say is the strongest competitor you shared the ring with? And I asked this because you mentioned the Jeff Cobb name there and the televised match, but who would you say is the strongest other than yourself? Of course, who would you say is the strongest competitor that you've stepped foot in, in the squared circle with? Ray Rowe. It's not even close. Yeah. Uh, Ray Rowe is a guy and, and there's different kinds of strength, you know what I mean? But like a lot, a lot, a lot of guys are gym strong and mm. Ray is gym strong too, but Ray is also functionally strong. Uh, and there's not a lot, there's not too many, too many guys that you grab, or that you try to grapple with that you immediately understand, like, I need a different game plan. You know what I mean? Uh, Ray's one of those guys. Um, and at any time, you know, he's thrown guys twice my size around like they were nothing. So uh, he, he definitely would be one of the strongest, if not the strong, not the strongest. So. Okay. That's, that's really interesting to know. I never thought you would have come out with that, but obviously the way you've broken it down and you've explained the strengths, I fully appreciate and fully understand. It's going to make me go back and watch a hell of a lot of his matches and see him um, and do a little bit more homework on it. Right. Um, so certainly. <laughs> um, last question on Ring of Honor. Uh, what would be your ultimate goal in Ring of Honor? My ultimate goal is to do everything in Ring of Honor. I want to win every championship and eventually I want my hand raised um, and with holding the Ring of Honor World Championship. Um, again, like we talked about, you know, there's only been uh, one guy uh, that comes from a background like I do that has won the Ring of Honor World Championship in the 16 years of the company. It's Jay Lethal. Um, mm. And I want to be the one to change that. Um, I, I want people to uh, look back on my era in Ring of Honor with all the talent that that we have and go, Shane dominated that era. That was his era. Uh, just like they do with Danielson, just, just like they do with McGinnis, just like they do with Joe, um, like, like they will with Jay Lethal and Jay Briscoe and all the greats. I want them to be able to look back at my tenure uh, at Ring of Honor and say, that was Shane's era. Um, and in order to do, in order to do that, you've got to win the matches. You've got to win the championships. You have to put your stamp on that era, uh, and that's what I intend on doing. And that's what my goal is. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to be backing you all the way, all the way to the top of that pyramid, especially in the Ring of Honor. Um, a couple more questions for you, Shane, uh, and I'll whiz cool. through them for you. So thank you very much for taking the time out, like I said, to speak to me and be a guest. I think you've been absolutely fantastic and a proper gentleman and a true professional. So thank you. Um, what separates the independent scene in the United Kingdom and over in the States? 
I think really the only difference be- between the two is styles. Uh, but there's a lot of buzz for the independence in the States. There's a growing buzz here in the UK. Um, and really it's just the style of wrestler, the style of performer, and, and the way the fans react to things. Um, chants are a little bit different here. Um, it, it takes me a second to realize like what people are singing because uh, everything is in song form. Uh, uh, but other than that, man, like it, it's it's both places are incredible. Uh, the energy for me uh, is a big thing, and here people are so passionate, they're so energetic, um, and they truly, truly get behind the people that they love. And so for me, it's it's an incredible place to perform. It's an incredible place to work, uh, and I, I I absolutely love it. Hold on. So, so, sorry about that. That's okay, man. That's absolutely fine. So, absolutely fantastic, fantastic answer from Shane um, regarding the UK and the the UK independent scene and the States independent scene. Um, two more things. Um, Revolution Pro is where I saw you, like I mentioned earlier, over in Portsmouth. Um, what What's your ultimate goal over in Rev Pro, Shane? Yeah. I think I lost you there slightly. Yeah, I was just asking, what's your ultimate goal now over in Rev Pro? I was talking, obviously, I'd met you and uh, I'd seen you perform last week in Portsmouth and that ongoing feud with Great O'Khan. But but what are you looking to achieve in Rev Pro? Is it going to be much of the same over in Rev Pro as it was for Ring of Honor or have you got different goals? Uh, my, my goal is the same anywhere that I, I perform and that's to be the absolute man, uh, to, to be the very best hands down, no question. Uh, so my goals in Rev Pro would be the same as they would be in Ring of Honor. That's to capture the top prize. And that is that undisputed British heavyweight championship, uh, currently held by Tomohiro Ishii. I believe, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is the next challenger. Um, at the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th. Um, my goal would be to uh, go through any competition that I have to go through in order to go for that, and then capitalizing on that chance and being able to call myself the undisputed British champion. Absolutely. Well, I, I for one, and I know a lot of people listening to this, would love to see you go one-on-one with Tomohiro Ishii. Certainly. So maybe Wrestle Kingdom 14, British Heavyweight Championship next year, January, the Tokyo Dome. Uh, so it would be forwarding to 2020, 2020. Imagine that. Shane Taylor, Tomohiro Ishii. That would tear the dome down. I'd be so absolutely. up for that. So absolutely backing you in Ring of Honor. I'm backing you in Revolution Pro. I'm backing you to conquer the world. And I'm going to follow you every step of the way. And I'll get to you certainly everywhere that I possibly can come and support you where I can uh, which brings me to my last question Shane uh, and like I said you've been an absolute superstar on this show so thank you but where can we come and see you where can we come and support you where can we find you on social media but most importantly where can we get your merchandise Shane alright uh, merchandise uh, you can always go to rohwrestling.com um, go to the shop there um, my knockouts for 
everybody t-shirt is available there if you want to uh buy stuff for me personally always pro wrestling tees.com slash shane taylor all lowercase uh got a lot of great shirt designs up there uh feel free to check those out uh twitter and instagram at shane 216 taylor uh please um like follow uh and 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 catch up on all the stuff that i'm doing there um and as always you know facebook you know just look up shane taylor and you'll find a big old picture of my face there so uh, <laughs> yeah brilliant so um your dates obviously got 4gw uh this weekend you've got um revolution pro this weekend um what about early 2019 have you got anything lined up early 2019 uh we've got a few things in the works nothing that i can talk about right now but we okay. but we've got a few things going um sure just looking forward to uh, closing out this year strong. Uh, got IPW November 30th as well, the IPW Invitational. Um, that, that's, that's my next, that's what I'm focused on next, winning that. Uh, uh, a choice, uh, earning a shot at my choice of championship, um, and then uh, a successful debut in 4GW, another blinding performance in Rev Pro. Um, fin- finishing my dates here and then uh, a, a much needed trip back home um, to see the family um, and then having a rest of the, having the res, rest of the year to rest and enjoy family and friends and then get back to business next year. Absolutely. Well, Shane, good luck tomorrow, IPW. Um, sorry, 30th and 30th. Good luck on the 30th at IPW. Good luck with your debut at 4GW this weekend. Good luck getting retribution against Lord Gideon Gray at Revolution Pro. And have a lovely, <laughs> lovely time back home over Christmas time. Much deserved after a fantastic year for you. Shane, thank you so much for being a guest. And until next time, thank you. Thank you for having me, brother. It's a pleasure. Yeah? Absolute pleasure. Thank you.